Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Tech Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LaPan, and we are capping off our month-long discussion on diagnostics and smart controls and smart home with train technologies. We're going to bring back someone who you've heard from a couple times throughout this month, and it is Jacob Wright over at Train Technologies. Jacob, we've enjoyed having you on so much that we wanted to bring you back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Matt. Now, we've gone on a lot this month. We've gone really far into diagnostics and how important it can be for you and all the different information you can glean from it. What we haven't done yet is tell folks out there how you can read your diagnostic system information and some of the different graphs and and information that might come out of your diagnostics. So that's why we want to have you on. We've told people how important it is and how it can make your company more efficient and more profitable, but now we want to make sure you're reading it correctly. So let's start with just the high-level overview of some of the basics here and how you read the system information. You know, we've talked about getting customers and devices systems set up in the account. Once you get to that point, really the meat and potatoes of diagnostics is going to be reading the system information, and in particular, the runtime history graph that's given on the system information page. So for each device under every customer that's in a dealer's account, we give a lot of information from the system itself. And that's going to be information that comes from sometimes the actual equipment that's connected to communicating pieces of equipment. And then also from the thermostat itself, from every data set or every data point that we grab from the system, we try to package it back up and give back to the dealer to use on their end. So we're talking about configurations coming from the thermostat, alerts and alert history that would have happened uh, on any piece of equipment and different data sets that we can point out that would help a dealer troubleshoot systems remotely. Now, when they get into it, like you said, the runtime history graph is really, it's kind of the lifeblood if you're going through your diagnostics. What are some of the features that folks should look out for when it comes to being able to read the runtime history graphs and even maybe store them if they want to be able to go back and look at historical data past the 30 days that you can view in the window? Just viewing the graphs themselves, it's important to note that different types of systems, different levels of sophistication of the equipment will give different views on the runtime history graph. So a just a normal 24-volt system connected with a 724 and 824 thermostat is going to give indoor temperature and humidity information as well as the set points, the cooling and heating set points of the user and the outdoor weather information that we're getting from either online weather or from wired uh, outdoor temperature sensors. As you move up in kind of tiers of equipment, if you have advanced air handlers like a TIM-8 or a TAM-9, you'll see airflow information. And then even with TAM-9s, you'll see refrigerant temperature information. As we move into the future, we'll be pulling in some advanced outdoor equipment, which will be giving us even more information, and we'll have a full set of data to be used to troubleshoot really any issue from the field, all from the comfort of your office. So dealers will be able to see anything that they can from this runtime history graph. They can select different data sets that they want to turn on or off on the graph based on the legend items below that. And so you have a full a set of data for every minute of the day for 30 days of history. And you can change the view to be what you want it to be for the specific issue that you're looking at. Now, storing the information, there is a downloadable runtime history graph CSV below the graph that you see in the site. 
And that actually pulls all of the data points that we're plotting on the graph. It'll pull it into an Excel file for you. And you can save that information for your own personal records to look at later. And you can build the graphs even after the fact uh, if you save those specific days. After it's out of diagnostics, you don't see the graph anymore because it's beyond that 30 days. You can have those files on hand to pull that information and build those graphs yourself. Yeah, and if you need to, you can refer back if you're looking to fix something and you think, uh, I know I've done something with this system before. Now you can go back and look at your different data set points. And if you created those graphs once you exported the CSV, you can go back and look at those graphs. And it's like having full historical data on that particular customer system, which is, it's a really cool feature, you know, being able to really have historical data on your your customer's equipment dating back however far you want to go after the install is, uh, it's a really valuable piece of information that you can use to kind of build your library of knowledge on different systems. Personally, I do it myself quite a bit where I'll save this information and save graphs that I've built and I use it for different reasons um, or most of the time. What I use it for is to do training sessions with people that are trying to learn how to use the information. So that could be done within a company as well, where they could be training their technicians or training people that are new to diagnostics using issues that they've run into in the past. What are some of the data points that you can set with the selectable legends and how do you view some of the alerts that might be coming out of the system? So the, the data sets that are shown on the runtime history graph, you can add and remove any of those. So if you're looking at a graph, you would see set points versus run times and the indoor temperature response to those run times. You see the outdoor weather information. If you're looking at a system that has, you know, indoor coil temperature and indoor gas temperature and airflow, it gets pretty busy. And so if you only want to see the cooling cycles, what's happening with the cooling cycles and the cooling set point, then you could remove the heating set point because you don't need to know if the system's controlling to that while you're running cooling cycles. You can remove the outdoor weather information, right? Because once you have a general idea of what the outdoor ambient temperature is like, you have a general idea of how the, the system should be running. You can narrow down to refrigerant temperatures and airflow and then the indoor temperature response to the cooling cycle. So you can really narrow things down and, and get a, a great idea of the specific issue you're looking into. Um, now, viewing alerts, uh, alerts can be seen in a couple different places from the system information page. So first of all, you're going to see the alerts on the runtime history graph within the cycles, the heating or cooling cycles themselves. And you'll see them at the specific time that they triggered on the system. So say you had an alert that came in at 1030 in the morning, you'll actually see that flag on the runtime history graph at that time. And if you hover over the flag, it'll give you the information on that alert and what it was, what the possible causes were, what the problem description was, any actionable items that a technician can take on that alert can be viewed from that information. Now, also, there's an alert section above the runtime history graph that will tell you immediately if you have any live critical or major alerts. And then also, if you pop that box open, it will allow you to see a historical view of alerts as well. So just like with the runtime history graph, you have 30 days available of runtime history. You have 30 days of alerts available to you from the alert history within the system information. Another thing that you can look at and something that we've talked about a lot throughout this month is information on the AWARE connection. Can you talk about what they see when they're looking at the AWARE system information and diagnostics? Yeah, so the AWARE element is an indoor air quality device that we've kind of uh, started this partnership with between uh, what they can do on their end by reading the indoor air quality. 
And then what we can do by showing the homeowner the data sets within the home app. But what we've done is we've taken it a little bit farther and we've taken the information the homeowner can see and we've trended all of those data sets, the five data sets that the aware element grabs, and we've placed it on a separate runtime history graph for the dealer to see within diagnostics. So now they can trend the air quality and what's happening with CO2 or PM 2.5 or VOC levels, chemical levels in the house. They can track how those are responding, how those are changing as the system is running itself. And then they can either suggest certain things to the homeowner on how to make the indoor air quality better by suggesting products or, or upselling certain things, accessories, or they can talk to the homeowner about certain behaviors that may be affecting air quality as well, just by being able to see that information. So just like the runtime history graph with the equipment information, the dealer sees aware element information for the full day, every minute of the day for the full 30 days of history available. It really is such a powerful tool. You mentioned how you can go and say when you sold the system to this person, they didn't want to put in some sort of, whether it be an air cleaner or, or anything like that. You go back to them, say in 30 days and say, hey, this is what your air quality looks like. It could be here if you add on this accessory, this air cleaner, and you can show someone who has one of those air cleaners. You can show those graphs and compare them. Now this has become your diagnostics have become a sales tool and you can really change everything you do. You can start offering indoor air quality pieces on every job and have data to back it up and be able to show any homeowner you go into. It really is just such a powerful piece of information. I think it, it's one of the really cool, not unknown, but like new sales tactics you can use with data driven sales. And that's just going to increase your closure rate like crazy because everybody trusts data when you put it in front of them, more or less. Most people do. And if you can go and you can use that, it's going to be such a huge piece for your salespeople. Right. And it, it, it goes beyond just selling accessories to people that have aware systems, right? These, these air quality monitors. You can actually use any kind of cell using aware as a success story mm -hmm. to get other customers involved with buying air quality devices as well. You can show the information, show the data from before an accessory was installed and after and see the difference and use that for all customers, not just for people that have the aware element installed. Now we know that you can use the smart controls to set up different configurations, but you can also look at those configurations in your diagnostic system. How do they do that? Yeah, so towards the bottom of the system information page, we're actually going to list out all of the configurations that have been set uh, from the thermostat. And this is particularly important for 24 volt systems because we hear all the time of issues that install crews have with, with setting the correct configurations. And, and not that there's a lot of problems with it, but the number one reason for callbacks after an install is just that configurations have been set wrong. So within diagnostics, you can verify after an install that those have been done correctly and that the system is running the way it should based on on those configurations um, but also we're going to tell you if accessories are installed and running and we're going to tell you if any lockouts have been set on the system be that oxy lockouts or compressor lockouts we'll let you know that and you can kind of use that information to know why okay well why is the furnace running at this point um, when it probably shouldn't be or when it doesn't usually seem to run at this point, right? You can say, oh, well, there's a lockout there that's making it so that that's happening. 
And so you just use that information coupled with all of the other information in the side, and it really helps you diagnose and troubleshoot everything. And you can use these alerts and the diagnostic system information to then go in and use your DRC and change some of these configurations if you need to. If you can change it right from your office, again, you're becoming more efficient. You're using your diagnostics in order to help out your company and to help out your customer, the homeowner. That's going to make everyone happy, right? And, and you can change something that's going to make them more comfortable and makes more sense for you without having to run a truck out there. Again, it's just, it's taking everything we've learned over this past month here, talking about these connected controls and DRC and diagnostics and putting it all together to really beef up what you can offer to a homeowner and what's going to save you time and money. Right. The way I like to think of it is, is that with diagnostics, we're trying to add a service technician to the company. So with all of the information that that application has at its fingertips and all the power behind uh, smart diagnostics alerts and seeing all the information all at one time, we give you an employee that kind of makes up for the ground that maybe you can't have someone looking at all of that information all the time. But if we can do it for you automatically from diagnostics, there's a lot of powerful things that can happen, a lot of ways to help the customer without being so invasive to their home or being so limited by time constraints or physical constraints to get in service equipment. And one other thing that folks can do through the diagnostic system information is look at different components that are involved in their system. What are they looking at there and how is this going to help companies out? Yeah, so at the very bottom of the system information page, there's a little block that points out or tells the dealer what all equipment is attached to the system on site. So if you have a fully communicating system, you're going to have your air handler uh, or your furnace uh, or your heat pump or your AC. All of that is going to be listed in the system components along with the model numbers and serial numbers of those individual pieces of equipment. So dealers can use that information from diagnostics for whatever reason they would need that. Also, it's gonna show if you have zone panels or relay panels connected to that system. Um, and, and in particular, it's gonna show wireless sensors. So with the wireless sensor information, it gives you the, the serial number of the wireless sensor and then we'll give you battery level of the battery itself. And eventually we'll get to the point where we're showing more information from those wireless sensors. But for now, you can at least see that they're there, see that they're communicating and able to work with the system from all of those communicating components that are shown down there. It's just another little bit of peace of mind, a little bit of extra data that is going to help you be, again, more efficient, more connected to your customer and your equipment. And in the end, everyone is going to be happier and Jacob's done an awesome job here going through whether it be diagnostics or DRC or now reading the actual system information, helping us out throughout this month. And Jacob, we want to thank you again for coming on. I want to thank everyone out there for tuning in. Again, we have a whole month's worth of information on diagnostics, smart controls, smart home, all of that. Make sure that you're going back and you're listening to every episode and you're going to be really an expert on all of this data. And you can start using this to build into your sales plan and start selling more houses with smart controls and using diagnostics to help your sales process. I want to thank all of you out there again for tuning in, especially throughout this month where we've been talking about the smart controls and smart home and diagnostics. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Tech Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And check out our website or our app to listen to all of our podcasts. 
want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.